You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, October 27th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Waiting for some eyeballs to show up, and here they come filing in, and we appreciate it. As always on Thursdays, it's a recruiting extravaganza here. You guys missed the first 30 minutes of the show that we do privately, and let me tell you, it's worth the premium subscription that, the, uh, that nobody pays for. We need to get C-SPAN in here to go live with that. As you see at the bottom, William J. Kerlick at the top, Mark Porter. We are here to talk recruiting. We will take some of your questions. We will not, however, I don't know. I was going to make a gummy joke based on what I see in there, but I'm not going to do it. Guys, how are you? I think we're ready to go. Doing well this morning. So we've been talking about a lot of stuff here off the record, and now we will get rolling with some content suitable for this show first William people love to talk about the crystal balls that roll towards Columbus it does seem that when a crystal ball is rolling there the chances that it's a big time receiver are very good it's been incredible you know we've talked about how we've got into these recruiting battles I can't remember the last one that had a receiver in it that didn't go our way Brian Hartline is in charge. He is back to Philadelphia. Perhaps you people have heard of another receiver for Ohio State from Philadelphia who's had a good start to his starting career. Give us the latest on Tysier Denmark. Well, um, Tysier is a kid that uh, Brian Doan, our East Coast guy, who does a great job there. Uh, he he uh, he and I have been talking about Tysier since. Gosh, uh, at least early summer, maybe spring. And, you know, we both have felt, uh, and Brian knows Ty Sear certainly well, but we both felt that um, uh, Ohio State is a school that Ty Sear really likes a lot, to be honest. Uh, he's been to Ohio State. Uh, he also dropped, I believe, a top 10 or a top 12 at some point. Um in the recent past, high state obviously was on there, Penn state, Tennessee, and, you know, Tennessee's getting a lot of, a lot of good vibe from top recruits now, obvious reasons. They beat Alabama uh, and they seem legit this year. Uh, so those are the three schools that um, uh, we've kind of talked, Brian, and I talked about mostly recently, 
with uh, with Tysier. He did go to the Penn State whiteout last week. Uh, uh, Ohio State seemed to come out of that uh, none the the worst for the wear, so to speak. Uh, he has talked about going to Tennessee, but yeah, he's got a November twenty fourth date to announce, and I think that unless things change, that announcement will go Ohio State's way. Um, again, that's November twenty fourth, so we're almost still a month out from that, and things can always change. A month in recruiting, kind of like politics, is a long time. So we'll see if it changes. But both Brian and I uh, felt good enough to crystal ball him to Ohio State based on where we think uh, Ohio State stands with him and, and, you know, Ohio State's interest in him as well. Charles White may have gotten a hold of my pre-show notes, which I need to check on if that's the case. (laughs) Did Denmark's upcoming commitment lead to Jeremiah Smith canceling his Michigan visit. Jeremiah Smith, for those who are not up to speed, is a class of 2024 wide receiver from Florida. Andrew Ivins, you guys have been on here many times. I've seen him on here many times. He is our Florida expert. He has Chris, he crystal balled Jeremiah to Ohio State a long time ago. Um, I will get the date for you on that. Just in terms of quality of recruit, if Jeremiah Smith were to commit, he would be the highest rated wide receiver ever to commit to Ohio State. And when you think about the guys they've had recently, that lets you know what type of receiver we are talking about here. Man among boys, Andrew Ivins has dropped the word Megatron in there. William, he just canceled his Michigan visit. If anything else we know, he is an excellent choice of travel man. (laughs) Well, not, as far as canceling the visit because of Ty Sear, not that I have directly been told. I'm not saying that that's not possible, but I have not been directly told that. Uh, I still I felt good about Jeremiah Smith and Ohio State for a long time. I crystal balled him to Ohio State a long time ago as well. Um, I don't make a lot of crystal ball picks that early, um, but he's one of them that I did. Uh, so. You know, I, I think that uh, I, I still like the way Ohio, where Ohio State stands with him. And uh, I don't think that he is afraid of any type of competition. Mm-hmm. Is he afraid of uh, the class filling up? I don't think so, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he and Brian Hartline have a great relationship. And and they, they know, uh, or I should say, uh, Brian Hartline lets him know what's going on with Ohio State wide receiver recruiting because he does a great job. Um, so I don't think it had that I've been directly told it, it, the the reason for him to do that. But again, I continue to like where Ohio State stands with Jeremiah Smith as well. Speaking of Jeremiah Smith, Jim Graham asks, he's hearing Jeremiah Smith might reclass. Have you heard the same? You know, it's kind of funny. I've heard about three or four guys lately in the past week, two weeks, three weeks about reclassifying. Um, again, I think that's speculation mostly on this point part at this point. Um, you know, if you're a wide receiver and you're reclassifying, uh, Ohio State's already got four great ones in their 2023 class. To me, I don't know that that makes a tremendous amount of sense. So, you know, we'll see, I guess. But uh, to me, this is almost reclassification time right now because I'm hearing so much about it lately. This is about the right time for that to kick in, though, because if you were going to do that, you'd have to have all your ducks in a row a little bit ahead of time. So that makes sense. 
Uh, Bill, and we're going to get to Mark here. We're not excluding him on purpose. We are, like I said, we are legally obligated to update the defensive ends. Mateo Uyungle, Keon Keeley, and Damon Wilson. My understanding is there's been no meaningful progress in either of the recruitments that we need to report. Yeah, you know, it's it was brought up a while back that maybe all of them, or at least two of the three, would be committed by the end of October. And, you know, if that's going to happen, we're certainly on the clock. Um, uh, none of the three seem to be in any big hurry to announce their decision. We know uh, Mateo is going to go through the process. It would be very surprising if he didn't go through the process and make his announcement at the end. That's kind of been the thought process all along, and that really hadn't changed. I, I don't see that uh, uh, happening. You know, as far as Wilson and Keon, neither one of them has even yet to announce a date to announce. And one of the things Keon has said is that his next thing would be to let everyone know when he is going to announce. And that hasn't even happened yet. So just from talking to those around both Damon Wilson and uh, Keon Keeley, right now their number one focus is on finishing this season and their, and their season, which is you know appropriate, really. They're seniors. Uh, they want to finish things off right. I think that's more of their big focus right now. I don't think either one of them wants to rush into anything. Um They'll do it on their own timetable. And right now they haven't given a specific timetable. Speaking of timetable, Bill, we are also in need of updating the latest on Caden McDonald. Uh, as we talked about this guy, uh, as you'll see, he's out there a lot on social media. He enjoys the recruiting process. Seems to be accessible to many media types. Can you give us the absolute latest? Caden's a, a he's a nice kid, an interesting kid, and he does I think like going through the recruiting process. And you know who wouldn't? It's a great time for these high school kids. Um, he is going to announce on Halloween, October thirty first. I checked with him again just the other day. It might have been yesterday, I believe, just to make sure that that's still his plan. He said it's still his plan. Um, I posted on the front row message board in a VIP post. Uh, um, I believe that was two days ago that um, yeah, I've kind of always felt like uh, Ohio State is absolutely in that battle. There's been a lot of talk about other schools and and I've always felt that, that not maybe not enough, quite enough talk about Ohio State. I've got the vibe from Caden that he really likes Ohio State. Um, I was told by one source, uh, like I said, a couple days ago, I think it was that I posted on our message board that uh, they feel Ohio State may have moved into the lead for Caden. Uh, I say that uh, knowing that Caden still has a few days to go before he announces, and Caden seems to like each school he goes to a lot. In fact, I think he sometimes loves each school he goes to. Um, I think he's still thinking things through. I don't think he's made a final decision yet. Uh, but I do think Ohio State is a very realistic landing spot for him. You know, his other schools are uh, Oklahoma, Clemson, Michigan, and Florida. Um, it's kind of interesting in that if you talk to people um, around those programs, 
each program feels like they still are in the running. Yeah. He has not told the schools any of them they're out of it, nor has he told the schools they are the school. And the vibe from every one of the programs is that each program still has a shot at Caden McDonald. I think that leads into our earlier explanation that Caden is a fan of the recruiting process. So it will be more websites and more scribes involved in his recruitment down the stretch than perhaps some others. I want to get to something we've been discussing. This has been all over our questions here. It's been something we discussed before the show, and that is Jackson Smith and Jigba. And one thing we have all dealt with, either from covering it or going through it ourselves, is hamstring injuries. And there seems to be a ton of chatter now as to – you know, what's going to happen with Jackson Smith and Jigba? When the player spoke yesterday, people are reading into comments from others about whether he'll be back or not. I told the guys here, I have dealt with a hamstring injuries my whole life. And when I saw Jackson come off the field most recently, the look on his face is that look of this effing hamstring again. And one thing about hamstrings, they are so sensitive and really the only thing you can do is rest, which makes them extremely frustrating. What do you guys make of the Jackson Smith Najigba hamstring gate, as it were? And what are your expectations for the rest of the season? Should he shut it down? This is a guy who's looking at the pro career here of extreme import. I can't see him sliding out of the first round, but we're talking about a guy who was considered you know, a possible top five pick heading into this season. It'd be very difficult for him to get back into the top five or top 10, I'd assume, without playing again. But by the same token, doesn't want to get hurt again. Mark, what do you think? It's kind of a tough situation for the guy. Uh, any theory I had that uh, you had to be fast, uh, pull a hamstring was totally blown, knowing you have hamstring issues. <laughs> oh, that so, Yeah, so I, I guess fast people aren't the only people that pull their hamstrings. Uh, you know, hamstring injury, you nailed it. It's one of those lingering things, and it probably never goes away. It's probably always there. The you know when you open it up, you kind of are always worried about that thing you know pulling back on you. Uh, as far as going pro or something, a hamstring injury is going to heal. Even the worst type of uh, injury for the hamstring, a couple months off, you're fine. And so in the off season, if he did choose to try to play one more time this year and maybe blow his hamstring out again, it's not like an ACL or an Achilles or something where you've right. blown a year of recovery. It's, it's going to be an annoying offseason for you where you're probably not ready for the combine. You're probably not ready for your pro day, stuff like that. How much does that factor into this kid's brain right now? You know, I mean, that's probably what his agent's telling him. You go back out there and pull this thing again in February, we're not training the way we should be, and maybe you're not a top five pick anymore. And that's a reality in college football now where, you know, these guys are after their next paycheck. And a lot of times the reason they're going to Ohio State and being recruited there is – because we're going to turn them into a pro player. So this was the goal all along for this kid. Uh, you know, how much does he love his teammates, love Ohio State? How much can he get back in it for a Michigan game or a run at a you know national championship? Uh, maybe those things are important enough to bring him back. But you're right, a hamstring injury, it, it's one of those things where, boy, he could be out there for three plays again. And if, like I said, if you play fantasy football and your guy has a hamstring injury, you might as well cut him. Yeah, and it, the problem also is, he heard it as he opened it up. He was fine on the, he was fine on your 18 yards and in stuff. And when he had to flip it into fifth gear and you really never do, I don't care what anyone tells me, you never really do that until you're in the game. 
yep. go to that special gear you have. And that's where the injury takes place. So I don't know, man. It's terrible. It's, you know, you have a good receiving core when there really isn't, you know, we're not getting our Buckeye Nation, our Bucknutters up in arms saying he has to get back or we have no chance. That's how good they are. The guys that are replacing him have been, I wouldn't say as good, but but have been in the mix. And he was the number one receiver in the country coming in. So it's a shame. All right. We are at the 15-minute yeah, mark. Dan, I want to throw, Bill, Dan, take I throw one. one. Let's take a quick break. Ten seconds, and we'll come back for Bill on that. 15. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. And we're back. William, please comment. I, I got to throw one thing out there as far as Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's kind of an interesting take that I heard my old friend, um, uh, longtime friend, Bill Conley, uh, talk about I thought was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, Bill and I go way back. He was the head football coach at Dublin High School when I was the head basketball coach, and that is way back. And, of course, Bill was the recruiting coordinator at Ohio State, and uh, you know, we, we – uh, had many conversations over the years on that. And he mentioned, I thought it was kind of interesting, with Jackson Smith and Jigba, it may be right now to the point where he needs Ohio State more than Ohio State needs him just because of what the wide receivers have done that have uh, been on the field. But, you know, from a standpoint of getting to where he wants to be, a top five pick, you know, he needs Ohio State a bit too. So I just thought that was an interesting way to look at it that uh, it's turned out that um, with his injury situation, it may be that, again, he needs Ohio State a little bit more than they even need him, even with his tremendous talent. And I thought that was kind of interesting. It's, it's truly incredible. I mean, we, there are certain things we take for granted here. I mean, I always tell people, if you're a Buckeyes fan and you root for any other team, you should be able to compare and contrast just how good the Buckeyes are. Like if you have an NFL team you root for, uh, they don't play as well as the Buckeyes on a consistent basis. I don't care who they are. Even if you're a Bills fan, you don't go into those games with the expectations the Buckeyes have now. So the idea that you can replace Jackson Smith and Jigba with Marvin Harrison Jr., who, like, I had an NFL guy tell me yesterday, he's the best one they've ever had. 
Joel Klatt used the term best in the world. Uh, there's no, I was going to say, yeah, that's a strong statement considering the fact we're not even sure if they play football on Mars. So I, I, that's just, it's incredible. We, Go ahead. We, we, live in, we live in a world of what have you done for me lately and that Rose Bowl performance that, uh, you know, Smith had, nobody remembers right now. Right. You know, like the scouts are going to go back to that and it's going to seem like ancient history. And Bill might be onto something. Your stock was at a high point there, but stock really hasn't moved. And if anything, it's come down. Okay. And yeah, you might need to go back out on that field and put something fresh into the scouts' minds and everybody's minds that, yeah, you are still who you are and you haven't been sitting around for your year not playing football and you're not the same person that we saw in the Rose Bowl. But this is a world of what have you done for me lately? And Marvin Harrison, yeah, okay, now he's the, the candy of the month. Like, we like yeah. him now. So it's, it's funny how you forget. And Jackson, you know, he's not the elite Olympic-level athlete that some of the other guys are. He doesn't have a 4-2-40 speed. So, you know, it's not like he can just bank all his athleticism and stuff like that. I will say this. I hope Jackson Smith Najigba slips to about – the end of the first round and joins Zeke in Dallas next year, because that would be tremendous. I always, as many Buckeyes can slip towards Ohio state, see big Hank, see <laughs> Noah Brown, see Malik hooker. It's awesome. Uh, and I was, we had a joke on the thread on a, on our reporters thread yesterday that the Cowboys and the saints are battling out for right of first refusal on our on all Buckeyes. So bring the noise. Mark, we are going to be putting out today your What Have We Learned and Eye in the Sky for Ohio high schools. From the past week, it was another record-setting video performance. Some really interesting guys. The Southwest Ohio vibes that I love keep pulsating through. Let's talk about the guys from Springfield and Northmont that you saw and then maybe let everybody know where you're going to be this weekend. Yeah, uh, the video starts off with Bill Curlick. He went up to Wooster to see uh, Villa Angela St. Joe's uh, play Wooster. It was not the, you know, uh, week 10 battle that he expected to get into the playoffs. It seems like Wooster kind of laid down in a hurry. And Bo Jackson, the last couple times I've seen him, he's been in and out of the game. He's been injured. Bill got a couple clips of him. He had a touchdown run, but I think they only used him as needed. And the other surprise up there is I think Bill talked about him as Dominique Kirk's the defensive end. Uh, he's a player that we're going to be looking at maybe as a defensive tackle this summer, and he'll, he'll be a name that Ohio State runs through there. Uh, but you, you alluded to, I went down to Southwest Ohio, caught the Northmont Springfield game. Boy, is Northmont loaded. Boy, is Springfield loaded. Uh, Northmont, Dalen Wilkins, the receiver. Wow. You know, I, I've heard about him. I've seen him as a sophomore. But to see him this year, he put on a little show for me, made a few plays, uh, kind of big-timed it when they needed him and kind of, you know, I want to say uh, mossed some people but stole the show for a few plays. And then Dorian Brewer, the freshman or a sophomore, geez, oh, man, two big-time players that Buck Nutters really haven't really talked about on their boards. But as they get to the offseason, I think they're going to be a couple guys that come into focus. They even had a defensive end, 6'4", 210, Cedric Works. Seems like every time I go to a game this year, I'm finding another defensive end prospect in Ohio. It was Gehanna Lincoln a few weeks ago. Uh, it was down there at Anderson and uh, West Claremont a few weeks ago. I saw some defensive ends, so I like that. Uh, Aaron Scott over at the Springfield, 
every time Bill's going to see him, he's given me four or five plays of Aaron Scott just running with people down the field because nobody throws footballs his way. Um, there's not really highlights. Uh, when you shut down people, there's nothing to highlight except for you running with them. Uh, so we put a couple clips of a season-long highlight film on there so you could see him actually have some highlights because I was kind of getting tired of the boring, yeah. just locking guys down type show. Uh, there's an offensive tackle for Northmont I like. There's a quarterback for Northmont I like. There's another receiver for Springfield. Uh, there were prospects all over the field, at least Mac caliber prospects, maybe not for Ohio State. Akron East was the other place I went. Uh, at least four or five Division One players for Akron East. Kamara is the name we're going to be talking about. He's a linebacker. Uh, made a big-time play for me, and then he got hurt and knocked himself out of the game. I think he hit the kid so hard. And they have a nice uh, sophomore running back, Zaire Stevens, with some speed. These guys already have offers from Pitt. Yeah, they've been offered early over at Akron East, so you know, we're going to be talking about them more this summer. So I think I was on to some places where a little off the radar, but as we get into the offseason, these guys will come into focus, I'm mentioning right now. And then I got some uh, Ursuline players on the film, some Mooney players on the film. Uh, we were all over the place. It's it's a 10 or 11 minute film with about 20 prospects in it. It's the best video you can get. Those of you who are fans of March Buckeye and the Sky from the Ohio State games, obviously know that we can pull it off on the high school gridiron as well. And you are headed back to Southwest Ohio this weekend. Is that possible that we can be graced <laughs> by your presence yet again? Yeah, I haven't seen uh, LaSalle, and they're playing uh, Wynn Woods, and I haven't seen Coleraine and some other schools down there, so I'm going to try to bump around and catch a half of each. But Wynn Woods, I can't wait to see Jermaine Matthews and the corners over there. And they have a running back, Trey Cornus, that has some SEC offers. He's a transfer over to Wynn Woods, and, you know, he's been going beast mode this year, and we got to see how good he is. Is he one of those senior sleepers that Ohio State needs to take a look at again? You know, there's always a kid like that that pops up in Ohio. And you never know where it's coming from or what position, but we'll go down and check those guys out. I know there's a bunch of underclassmen for LaSalle and Cole right I want to check out. Like you said, he is a senior. So, yeah, Slim Pickens, the senior, is the pop up, but you know, he's he's definitely a, a guy that statistically, and when I saw him at camps last summer, he was a bowling ball that ran hard. So, that's that's the style you like. Well, one thing, one thing that um, I want to touch on that Mark mentioned that. You know, you, you go to see these cornerbacks that are Ohio State caliber, and you just you, – I always kind of not look forward to that in one way because I know nobody's going to throw at them. They're not – there's not going to be a lot to see because they're going to – you know, if you got an Ohio State cornerback uh, commitment on one side, you know, you usually don't throw that way. Unless, mm -hmm. of course, you're playing Lakota West, who has mm – -hmm. Ohio State caliber guys almost all over their secondary. Yeah. Then you know what do you do? But in the case of Jermaine Matthews, it's uh, it's been a little different. He's had a great senior season. I think he's like at five interceptions or something like that this year. I know he's returned three of them for touchdowns. So even though you know maybe he doesn't get challenged, he really has been involved this year. Made big plays. He's returned uh, on special teams. He's made. I had touchdowns. I think uh, Mark may get a little more out of that than maybe the uh, traditional cornerback uh, that doesn't uh, get into any action when you go see him play. And I know the feeling there for sure. Yeah, that's why you see, you see a lot of those guys get involved in the special teams game. They'll let them go back and return punts or kicks just to keep them interested. I mean, you, you go watch an Ohio State corner on Friday night. It's like taking an Ambien and trying to stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's not much going on out there 
I don't want to get into all the uh, inebriants that are being discussed in the uh, anyway. comments. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about this this weekend, Bill. You are not hitting the road because arguably the most well-known uh, prospect Ohio State is chasing is going to be on national television, and we need all eyes focused on that. Yeah, that's the plan right now. Of course, plans are always subject to change. But the plan right now is that uh, Dylan Rayola, 2024 High State quarterback commitment, uh, he is on the ESPNU game of the week. So uh, he will be playing Friday night against uh, Chandler Basha, who is a very good team, too. Um, they're not big rivals, really, necessarily. They're rivals, but uh, not necessarily huge rivals, even though uh, they're in the same town, Chandler against Chandler Basha. But that should be a very good game. Um, again, Dylan Rayola is the headliner there, but the, uh, Basha's got a quarterback that uh, is a major college guy as well. So there's going to be players all over the field that game that are big-time talents. Uh, Amari Washington from Chandler is a defensive tackle that Ohio State offered early. Uh, and, again, Basha has their share of players. So right now, unless things change for some reason, that's kind of the plan that uh, Bucknutters will have a thread going on that game on Friday night. You can watch along with Bill, too, as it's a national game and, we don't want to talk about quarterbacks that may be threatening current quarterbacks. That's a topic for another day, and Mark uh, will make some enemies if we do that. So let's do this way. Ohio State is in Happy Valley this weekend. Noon kickoff. It's the anti-whiteout. If you like the Buckeyes, you need to give 15 and a half points. Mark, what do you like? Take the Buckeyes. Uh I think they're getting stronger. I think the receivers are coming along. You know, we, uh, I don't think we're going to miss Smith right now. I think that the defense is going to start clicking even more. Like, as you build a defense, and I'm watching the complexities of it, the team's starting to play faster and faster. I can see those safeties rolling down. Even as I'm watching it, I'm seeing it better. Like, as a player that I've been watching it so much, I feel more comfortable with it. And I think as a player, I think this is the part of the year where you're so comfortable with your schemes and what's going on. Uh, and I don't think they're going to let Penn State upset them or give them a scare right before the end of the year. William, I assume Penn State's going to have a ton of recruits in the house and they don't want to take a butt whooping. Yeah, there will be some outstanding recruits there. And I'll second what Mark said. I will go with the Buckeyes. Um, you know, a lot of points when you have two. Uh, teams the caliber of Ohio State and Penn State. A lot of points to give at 15 and a half. I believe that's what you said it is right it now, is, Dan. Yep. Um, but uh, I, just, I just love what Jim Knowles has done with the Ohio State defense this season. I, I, it seems like every week on some radio, television, whatever show, I mentioned that that's kind of the thing that just I'm marveling at. Um, where this defense was last year, the year before, to where it is now, it's just incredible with, with what Jim Knowles has done. And uh, not only are they stopping people, making them punt, but they're, they, you know, they're getting them to turn it over now too. So love where Ohio State's defense is at. Perhaps his most impressive achievement so far is he apparently has turned Zach Harrison into the player that everybody thought he would be for the last, what, literally seven years? <laughs> We've been hearing about this guy since he was a sophomore in high school. Hold on a second. I, I did a speaking engagement at Olentangy Orange High School, and I was three or four minutes into my speech, 
and I was talking about what a prospect looks like, and Zach Harrison walks in as an eighth grader, and I said, if you look like that, you're not going to have to worry about your recruiting process. So I think I've been worried. I think I've been following him for nine years. <laughs> That's literally almost a decade ago. I mean, we're not yeah, exactly like I remember. Like, I wonder who this kid walking in just looks like a giant. And if you look like this kid, and they're like, oh, this is our eighth grader to be a freshman to be. So I, 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 I I've, I've had to... expectations since the first time I've laid eyes on him. Bill's I could go back just as far on that one because my daughter, well, my son and oh. daughter both went to Orange High School. And um, my daughter uh, was a volleyball player, uh, a softball volleyball player, but a volleyball player at Orange with Zach Harrison's older sister. So I had been exposed to Zach Harrison since about eighth grade, approximately, maybe seventh grade, right in there as well. Um, But Bill Bill had to come over the top on me, had to lay down a pocket (laughs) ace. Yeah. 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 But I I think it'd be right about the same time, Mark, I think. That was pretty good, Bill. (laughs) I just imagine an NFL guy watching the game this past weekend who maybe didn't know a lot about. Zach Harrison and being like, what the F is that? Because, I mean, it was everything you'd ever want to see in a defensive end. I really, let me tell you something. Zach Harrison in the draft is going to be one of the more interesting guys because, as Mark will tell you, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And when you have 32 beholders, someone is going to go gaga on Zach Harrison. I can almost guarantee that right now. So, uh, from eighth grade to the Bentley, he's going to be in good shape come draft time. We appreciate these guys. We got a little off track there. We were a little late today. That's on me. It's never these dudes. You're the most punctual guys in town. Have a good one, Bucklers. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.